Welcome to the video broadcast of Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church with pastor and teacher, Rev. Dr. Randall Kane Jr. Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church is located at 101 North Donleith Avenue in Winston-Salem. Please sit back and enjoy this message already in progress. Beloved, we have a work to do on this afternoon. Amen. Amen. Greeting you in the name of my Savior and my Lord, Jesus Christ. I thank God to be before you this afternoon and beloved I first want to thank Reverend Dr. Avery the second. The pastor has really grown Mount Zion and Missionary Baptist Church for the invitation to come and speak with you on this historical occasion. Also I want to recognize all the other clergy, the, the platform guests, the public officials, thank each and every one of you for the service that you you do. Reverend Avery and I came to initially get to know each other when I reached out to him to speak of my installation as a sixth pastor of the great and growing Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church. Are there any Zionites in the house? Amen. Amen. Unfortunately, his, his schedule was too busy because he's a very capable man and he is in great demand. Amen. And that prevented him from being with us. But in the wisdom and the Cairo's timing of God, we reconnected as board of trustee members at Hood Theological Seminary here in Salisbury, where we both earned our graduate degrees, his being the doctor of ministry degree in 2005, and mine coming 10 years later with a master of divinity degree in 2015. Our love for Hood brought us back together, and it's always a great joy to see Dr. Latimer, who I graduated under at, at, at Hood, and it brought us together to both serve the institution that has been so meaningful in our ministerial development. Second, beloved, I want to thank my dearest Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church family for joining me on this momentous occasion. And in recognizing my Zion Memorial family, I must recognize First Lady of our church, First Lady of my life, my wife, Cynthia King. And with her, um, our mother-in-law, my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law, Deaconess Geraldine Rory, and two of my five children, my two daughters, Victoria, currently at Spelman College, and Olivia, graduate Spelman College, and is now in her second year of medical school at UNC. Praise God. Having um, a full Spellhouse family, my two oldest sons, Hamilton and Grant, both also graduated from Morehouse College, being fourth generation at Morehouse College. And so, beloved, in being here on this day, in recognition of those who have taken up the mantle of leadership of civil rights leader, le leader and legend, as well as my Morehouse College brother, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I am so thankful to be here and the honorees, those who have been recognized and those who will be recognized deserve another hand clap of praise and applause. So and we'll prayerfully continue to do that will inspire all of us to seek to continue to do great works. Beloved, great works come from great efforts. Great efforts come from great planning. Great planning comes from great vision. And great visions come from seeing what is, looking beyond to see what is not, and challenging the what is not to become the what is. In essence, greatness comes from dreaming that the impossible is possible. In that vein, the title of the message for the 47th annual Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Humanitarian Award Service and Celebration 
with a theme transforming the community for greater service is dreaming the impossible dream. Dreaming the impossible dream. Beloved, in 1965, a musical adaptation of the 1959 drama, Man of La Mancha, the story of Don Quixote, was released with the title song, The Impossible Dream. The lyrics of the song are to dream the impossible dream, to fight the unbeatable foe, to bear with unbearable sorrow and to run where the brave dare not go. To right the unrightable wrong and to love pure and chase from afar. To try with arms and to weary to reach the unreachable star. This is my quest to follow that star no matter how hopeless, no matter how far. To fight for the right without question or pause. To be willing to march, march into hell for that heavenly cause. And I know if only I'll be true to this glorious quest, that my heart will lie peaceful and calm when I'm laid to rest. And the world will be better for this, that one man scorned and covered with scars, still stroll with his last ounce of courage to reach the unreachable, the unreachable, the unreachable star. And I'll always dream the impossible dream, yes, and I'll reach the unreachable star. Beloved, two years before the release of this incredibly motivational song, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. stood on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. on August 28, 1963 and delivered the iconic speech known as the I Have a Dream speech. With words within the speech that are as timely and relevant today, King stated, so even though we face difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. King went on to spell out five instances of the prophetic realities. Former sons, slaves, and former sons of slave owners seeing each other as brothers. An unjust Mississippi becoming an oasis of freedom and justice. Content of character rather than color of skin being the true measure of judgment. A racist Alabama becoming a playground of unity between black and white children. And the glory of the Lord being revealed in unity among all from the mountain high down to the valley low. These seemingly impossible realities were components of his dream with him ending his speech with the words, and when this happens, and when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of our own Negro spiritual free and last. Beloved, where does such a dream come from? Such an impossible dream come from that is immortalized in spoken word and possibly imitated in theatrical song. Beloved, James 1 and 17 tells us every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. In layman's terms, in the words of the pew sitter who may not have gone to seminary, in the words of everyday life, this scripture might be stated as all good and perfect gifts come from the law. And beloved, in daring to dream the impossible dream before giving ourselves too much credit, 
we might be wise to turn to God's holy word where God shared with the prophet Joel in Joel 2, 28 and 29. And it shall come to pass after that I will pour my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. Beloved, dreams, 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 not nightmares. Nightmares, nightmares is what God told Joel would happen. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was a dreamer because he had to be a dreamer. He had to believe that being born a black man in America that was and still is often dominated by white men was not a contradictory existence because the God who created all black men, women, boys, and girls, because the God who created all brown men, women, boys, and girls, because the God who created all red men, women, boys, and girls, because the God who created all red men, women, boys, and girls, because the God who created all white men, women, boys, and girls, For there is no respect of persons with God. And being no respect of persons, the audacity of King's dream was that it actually was and is a dream. That he expected to be a dream and not a nightmare. A nightmare like a dream deferred, as articulated by Langston Hughes in the poem Hall. What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? Or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a serpent sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load or does it explode? Instead of King's dream drying up, festering, stinking, crusting, and sugaring over, sagging or exploding, it became a vision. A vision that is celebrated by the works of the honorees here today who have dared to look beyond what is and to embrace what could be. Yeah. Beloved, the what could be only happens when the dreamer wakes up from the dream and captures the dream to make it into a vision. The vision, a vision like Dr. King's vision is what makes you believe that racism can be overcome. The vision, a, a vision like Dr. King's vision, is what makes you believe that discrimination can be overcome. The vision, a vision like Dr. King's vision, is what makes you believe that marginalization can be overcome. But beloved, you must do something with the vision. Otherwise, the vision can leave you like forgetting the dream that inspired the vision. Therefore, beloved, you must write the vision. As God told the prophet Habakkuk in Habakkuk 2, 2, and 3. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the time it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Beloved, the vision of Dr. King was crystallized and captured in his last tone, his last writing, his last book. Where do we go from here? Chaos or community? 
a book that captured my desire to see my capitalist secular world merge with my Christian sacred world, a book that inspired me to pursue my doctor of ministry degree at Duke Divinity School, and a book that became a key component of my thesis to complete the requirement for my doctor of ministry degree at Duke Divinity School, a thesis entitled The Redemption of Capitalism Through Christian Principles. In King's book, he looked into the face of a racist, discriminatory, marginalizing, dividing, demeaning America, and dared to say, we can do better. We must do better. We will do better. He offered solutions that would have brought diversity, equity, inclusion, access principles into being before anyone was articulating or talking about DEIA in such a way. Beloved, for you to celebrate achievement in the area of humanitarianism, you must focus on the first five letters of that word, H-U-M-A-N, which spell human. Today, as we celebrate those who have walked in the shadow of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., we are celebrating those who are walking in the light of what it means to be human. And beloved, as each one of us is made in the image of God as revealed in Genesis 1 and 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Each one of us is a part of the Imago Dei. And beloved, the day, the God, our God, is love. For 1 John 4 and 16 tells us, God is love. So honorees, when you dare to undertake a humanitarian initiative that results in you being honored and celebrated, do understand that the word humanitarian means concerned with or seeking to promote human welfare. Not in the sense of human welfare being a handout. No, but human welfare being a hand up to lift up another woman, man, boy, or girl to reveal what it truly means to be human, to be Imago Dei, to be an image bearer of God, to be love personified, and in doing so to offer love. And therefore, when you offer love, you're offering God. For 1 John 4, 19 through 21 reveals, we love him, God, because he, God, first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hated his brother, I'm going to say that again. If a man say he loved God, if in your church somebody teaching you about saying to love God, but then you turn around and hate somebody because they don't look like you, then he is a liar. He is a liar. We like to say the devil is a liar, the truth ain't in him. Some people walk around like devils, and the truth ain't in him. But he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen. How can he love God? Everybody want to go to heaven. In every church, everybody claiming they're going to heaven. Which heaven are you going to? The racist, segregated, divided heaven? Or you're going to the world of people who look like men? How can we love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, God. <laughs> that he who loveth God, in case you didn't know, <laughs> love his brother also. Yeah. Now, beloved, these words sound really good in church. And on the ground. In the building. In the sanctuary, in the nave, in the womb where new Christians are born. But, beloved, are these words only? 
As the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. wrote, where do we go from here? Yes. Chaos or community. You see, beloved, in looking at the overwhelming evidence, community is easy to say, but it appears to be hard to find sometimes. You see, beloved, chaos abounds. Chaos abounds in our health when the data from the Center for Disease Control shows that racial and ethnic minority groups throughout the United States experience higher rates of illness and death across a wide range of health conditions including diabetes, hypertension, obesity, asthma, and heart disease when compared to their white counterparts. You see, beloved, chaos abounds. Chaos abounds in our wealth when the data from the Federal Reserve Board reveals that the average black and white or Latino households earn about half as much as the average white household and only own about 15 to 20 percent as much in net wealth. You see, beloved, chaos abounds. Yes. Chaos abounds in our relationships when almost four years after the murder of George Floyd and countless named and unnamed people of color and the national protest debates and political promises, yes. according to the Pew Research Center, 65% of black Americans said that the increased national attention on racial inequality has not led to any change that has improved their lives. 44% say that equality is not likely to be achieved. 80% say that they have experienced discrimination because of their ethnicity. And 68% believe that their race is the main reason why they do not get ahead. You see, beloved, chaos abounds. And we got to turn these churches into houses of hope that these people are getting on dope so they can find a way to vote. And the chaos is why the fight for social justice must continue. The fight for social justice must continue because sometimes, instead of social justice, we get unsocial justice. Where some people fight for the rights of a few, but not for all. The fight for social justice must continue because sometimes, instead of social justice, we get social injustice. Where some people fight for the rights of those who benefit from unjust laws that continue to perpetuate their problematic preferences. The fight for social justice must continue because sometimes instead of social justice, we get unsocial injustice. January 6th. Where some people fight against what is clearly right and don't give a forgiveness for saying this way. Don't give a damn if anybody thinks or knows that they're fighting for the And beloved, we still find those who will dare to pick up the mantle of leadership yeah. like our honorees yeah. to seek to continue the work of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. continue in the midst of the chaos yeah. to find ways to fight for social justice. Yeah. It can be daunting. It can be draining. It can be defeating. It can be more than what we can handle on our own. Somebody else say amen. Yeah. And beloved, it can seem impossible. And in the midst of the impossible, what comes back to us? The dream. The impossible dream. And when we think of the dream with an idea that as Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 wisely reminds us, to everything there is a season. 
and a time to every purpose under the heaven, we must know that the impossible dream is not a nightmare. Yeah. But, somebody say but. Yeah. But, somebody say but. Yeah. We in church, but somebody say but. Yeah. We know that we need something more than us for the dream to come to pass. And so, beloved, as the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did, we must do also. We must turn the, to the word of God to believe that the pursuit of social justice is not just a way to pass the time between our birth and our death. We must believe that God has given us this pursuit for a reason in this season. And we must trust that who God calls for the cause, God also equips for the cause. As we trust in the word of the Apostle Paul written in Ephesians 3 and 20, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Beloved, the authority of the Omni God, omnipotent, able to do all things but fail, omniscient, knowing all things at all times, omnipresent, everywhere all the time, is authority available to all who would dare to call themselves the daughters and the sons of God. Those who believe that they should be like the God who they call their heavenly father. And to do so like the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. To move beyond the common, the conventional, and the convenient. To embrace the Omni God as Heavenly Father. Don't just sing about it, be about it. Yeah. And to do so like the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. A leap must be made from the carnal to the holy. From the earthly to the heavenly. From the temporal to the eternal. From the mortal to the spiritual. For as we seek to be transformers of the community for greater service, we must understand that the word transform is euphemistic for the word change. And the first black African president of South Africa after the glorious ending of the oppressive season era of apartheid, Nelson Mandela, once said, one of the most difficult things is not to change society, but to change yourself. Yeah. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm the problem. <laughs> Beloved, to change yourself, you must embrace the power of Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed, but be changed by the renewing, the rewiring of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And beloved, when you embark on this change, this transformation of self, pray that your change and your transformation will be contagious. A social, political, economic pandemic of historical manner proportion such that your works recognized for award and celebration will be simply moments of a collective life movement that will one day render such awards and celebrations superfluous and unnecessary because society and community will have changed. Today, it seems impossible, but you must first dream the impossible dream for the impossible reality to come to pass. And while you dream and wait for it to come to pass, Never let the world be a dream dampener. Never let the world be a dream snatcher. And never let the world be a dream killer. Instead, keep encouraging yourself 
to continue to reveal the world a better version of itself. And sometimes, beloved, you might need to sit down and rest, retreat, recover, and restore yourself by listening to the inspiring hymns and songs, like the hymns and songs that inspired those dreamers in the civil rights movement, like the song sung by James Cleveland, I don't feel no ways tired. I've come too far from where I started from. Nobody, nobody, nobody told me that the road would be easy. And I don't believe that he, my father, God, brought me this far to lead me. And beloved, no matter the struggle, know that God has not brought you this far to lead you. And God never will. And beloved, no matter the challenge, know that God has not brought you this far to forget you. And God never will. And beloved, no matter the difficulty, know that God has not brought you this far to forsake you. And God never will. You just need to remember the inspiring words of the legendary abolitionist Frederick Douglass who said, power conceives nothing without a demand. It never did and it never will. Within these words, Frederick Douglass never said to give up. Frederick Douglass was saying that you have to fight. You got to fight the good fight. You got to fight the great fight. You got to fight the impossible fight. And you got to fight for the impossible dream. And beloved, as you dream and fight, as you fight and dream, be encouraged for Galatians 6 and 9, the apostle Paul tells us, and let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Beloved, do not faint. We need you. Beloved, do not give up. We need you. Beloved, keep doing well. We need you. Beloved, expect that we will reap. We need you. Beloved, expect for the dream, the impossible dream, to become a reality. We need you. Beloved, it is always a rather humbling experience to be asked and tasked with speaking a word regarding the noble works of the Reverend Doctor, Martin Luther King Jr. that are being celebrated in the continuity of his legacy today in the honorees. It is wise to remember that God favors the humble. And so, beloved, be thankful for whatever God gives you to do, whether it is meritorious of honors and awards or space on the platform stage on this side of glory or not. Do it to the best of your ability with the expectation that a lot of little difference-making experiences can add up to something apocalyptic, uncovering, revealing, and impactful. And when you find that one of your impossible dreams have been realized, then do something else. Dream another impossible dream.
Thank you for tuning in to the radio broadcast of Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church with pastor and teacher, Reverend Dr. Randall Kane Jr. It is our prayer that this message inspires you to further your walk with Christ. For more information about Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church, go to our website, zmmbc.net, or call 336-725-7390. We live stream our services on our Facebook page. Just search for Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church page. Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church is located at 101 North Dunleith Avenue in Winston-Salem. Be blessed and continue to further your walk with Christ.